I remember what joy and optimism feels like. <laughs> that, that's not a Jersey thing, you know. <laughs> it's not I mean, she's got a thing. point. She's You're got right. a point. Fair enough. You know pain. Fair enough. From Stone Mountain, Georgia, Snellville, Georgia, and a wine cellar in East Cobb, <laughs> where we got ejected, but not dejected. Dejected. Ah, oh, see, I knew where you were going with that, even. You're getting lazy, old man. Man, I predictable? need a new co-host. This is getting... You're getting predictable? I need a, I need a new co-host. This hey, is the on. Five Takes Podcast, and we are back. We're back back like daisy ridley in star hey, wars three, three new movies three new movies announced disney uh, what do you think? uh one with her back 15 years later forming uh-huh. a new jedi order it's gonna yes. be very posh yes. uh one set Why is it posh? after How do you, return maybe it's, they're maybe they're in the woods with no money and their know. little padawans no, are like in rags this, this you don't know nice. it's she's be, totally nice. getting queen amidala's wardrobe budget Oh, <laughs> shit. If you're wondering so. uh, who that new voice is, that is not Jack Purdy, and it is not Kristen. Hark. It's 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 Jennifer from Jennifer from Footy Mob. Everybody, hey, there she is. Uh, a drinker of of wines. Uh, she has several bottles. Uh, just kind of um, a precariously bit of a, like placed. It, it's like this. Yeah. Imagine imagine a hoarder, but just wine bottles. Just wine bottles everywhere. <laughs> it's like you just moved into my house. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, so, Star Wars wine. I'm excited for it coming back. Uh, the other two movies that are are uh, in the works. I guess one is going to take place uh, take place between Return of the Jedi and all this new Mandalorian stuff that's going on, and mm-hmm. kind of wrap up that story. And then one more, um, like a thousand years ago. Like the dawn of the force. See, I love that's that. The force I awakening. love that. That's I the love force. that. I think that that's great because I mean, if there's one thing that that they're, I guess maybe it's it's a way to say it that they're kind of finally doing is they're just expanding the Star Wars universe into anywhere they fucking want. Which yeah, is kind of I mean, nice. Ever since they're, Disney owned it, like they're just going to keep doing that. Well, yeah, and but I mean, I'm all, I'm all, I'm here, I'm here for it. You know, I've yeah. been, um, I liked Book of Boba Fett, but I wasn't like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god, oh my oh, god. Oh, well, I, I know, and I know that, but it, but I'm saying I liked it, like I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is not terrible. Um, but I wasn't like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So speaking that's the, of, speaking that's of the not thing. speaking of not terrible, even though it is terrible, it's very terrible. Chelsea is very terrible. You said I you not, weren't. I said I wasn't going to harp on it. Give you can put me on the clock. Give me a minute and a bad. half to just get this out of my system. All right. This is yeah. wheels within wheels now, Chelsea. So Frank Lampard is back. <laughs> um, oh my god and, and no 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 fans... you gotta do the thing do the do the the connecting of the dots of the oh, thing like I'm, you said I'm last wor- night i'm working on it so frank is back that was fantastic and some, fans, some fans are excited about this i i don't know why um club legend and all-time leading goal scorer he will always be that um he'll always be a legend at chelsea and welcome to come watch games anytime please don't coach 
he he has not had a successful managerial career thus far. He was at Derby County, didn't do well there. He was dealing with some some bullshit there with points deductions, like he was with Chelsea in a transfer ban where he comes in. He's always coming in to clubs in tough situations and a relegation scrap with Everton. And credit to him, he was able to keep Everton up last season. And he leaves Derby. Wayne comes in. Wayne Rooney has success. Boom. He comes to Chelsea. Uh, he does okay-ish. He gets sacked. Tuchel comes in, manager after him, wins the Champions League. He goes to Everton, uh, keeps him up for a uh, season, and then he gets sacked. And then Deich comes in uh, and gets them out of the relegation zone. It looks like Everton's going to be safe. And now he's back with us. This makes no sense to me. My club is is not a club. I don't have a team. I have a collection of uh, very talented players, um, individuals that that aren't really a team. Uh, look, if by some miracle next week we beat Real Madrid in the tie, two-game series, if we beat them, which, by the way, who coaches Real Madrid? Carlo! Carlo Ancelotti! Our former coach! 2010-2012, who used to coach Frank Lampard, who we are currently courting, Carlo, to be our to come back and, and be our coach, which I'm all for. Uh, I think... Bully needs to drop every bag of cash at this man's feet. Bring him back. Well, obviously he's willing to do that. I hope so. And then, so let's let's play it out. Let's say by some miracle we beat Real Madrid. It's not going to happen. But if it does, who are we most likely going to face? Bayern. Who's at Bayern? Tuchel. Who replaced Frank after he got sacked. And now Frank's back coaching Chelsea. The only thing Todd Bully is concerned with is not creating like a competitive squad he wants compelling drama and he's got it this is wheels within wheels this is i i, I, don't, I don't i don't know though know because anymore. here's the thing i I, I watched almost all you know possible games to watch yesterday because my team played essentially last of the weekend if you don't count tomorrow's do they is there a reason to match tomorrow you got a draw you don't got a draw today I know, but not my, not my point. What I mean okay. is that I had enough time to watch almost every match that was available to me and the ones that I kind of wanted to pick and choose and match. Chelsea's not really that interesting of a conversation right now. Like when I was watching like the in-between matches, obviously during your match, it was a pretty hefty subject, but afterwards and like in between there's no, there's no there there nobody's really like during you know like the you know the We're two robbies and rebecca Lowe. nobody's really interested so if they're trying to you know i don't know be famous for being famous it's not working right now it works for the kardashians no that's we get temporary headlines for for our signings and for you know the matchups and all this drama that's going on but apart from that no where there's nothing to 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 watch i mean don't don't get me wrong chelsea 23 24 in the relegation scrap is going to be just must see tv um especially if you're a spurs supporter yes jennifer jennifer's all spurs so she knows pain uh she knows suffering but you do have like i think a style an identity sort of chelsea doesn't have that right now i i don't know what i'm watching and i think you you do and you have the one of the best footballers in the world in in, in sunny who we, we who have hit a an absolute banger 
They're uh, oh, my lord. Yeah. He's had some golosos. That's up there. Yeah, that was That's pretty intense. There. Tottenham was awful. Oh, right now, at least one of the things that, like, when I tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, Tottenham, yeah, the club known for the people who weren't willing to sell Harry Kane. That's right. Hey, well, I mean, you know, they're like, oh, no, we'll sell them to you. Just, you know, you're going to have to give us $180 million. And people are like, <laughs> so you're, right. you're in no, the really. market. You're in the market for a coach as well. Yes. Got yes, any, uh, who's on your short list? Any, any names? I, I believe it or not, we'll I give actually. Them to you. No, no, not even a little bit. And I don't want Pops back. And, and I actually, a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of sad about the way the whole Conti thing went down because I feel mm. like uh, Conti had a very good vibe, especially going with this team. Mm. And I, I really don't know what happened to make him completely just lose the locker room the way that he did. It reminds me very much of the Frank DeBoer thing because Frank DeBoer had a lot of success here. We played, you know, people didn't love his style, but. We oh, got fair. the job done and are one missed Joseph penalty away from going back to MLS 100%. Cup and probably winning it. And no one wants to remember that Frank DeBoer did that. Yep. So Conti got us back to Champions don't, League. Don't ask and... Kristen how she feels about that statement, though, because I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree that Frank DeBoer did fuck all. I agree that the players did it. No, I don't think that, we can't I go don't, down that I road. can't do that. I, I'm but, sorry. I can't then, give Frank the stuff that happened in 2019. I'll give him what the he same, got the That's the same defense and mentality that some people are doing right now. How do you Why mean? are we doing so well? It's because of Garth. And Boca still has a role to play in, in our success <sighs> that we're having right now. Just well, like sure. he had a role in our failures. Like, it can't be... The coach we like, we attribute the success to him. And the coach we don't like, we attribute the success to the players. I'm not. It can't be like that. I'm not. Frank wasn't some world-class coach, but he wasn't terrible either. And he did, like you said, like Jennifer said, we're we're a PK away. That game's done. No, I completely agree. But did did Frank DeBoer have some part to play in Joseph missing that that penalty? No. Exactly. No. What What does that mean? But I think Frank DeBoer had a big part in us, whatever was left of La Banda in 2020, sure. including Joseph, yeah. who may or may not have actually been in the locker room, but like all of them turning on him and all of them basically saying, yo, we're done with uh-huh. you and not playing the way that we want to play. Maybe so. And Maybe that's so. pretty much what I think ran him out mm-hmm. of there. Uh, and, and that's kind of what happened to Conti yeah. in yeah, Tottenham. Similar, yeah. So I, I can't speak to that. I would actually yeah. like to see Nagelsmith get the job. I don't know that it'll happen. Please take um, him. But I'm I, happy I, with that because if, if he goes, if Nagelsmith goes to Tottenham, then he won't go to Chelsea. I, I do not want Nagelsmith at my club. I do it's not just, want Nagelsmith at my club. He is, he's already lost the locker room a locker room at choice. Bayern. He's young, it's just not he's a good unproven. Choice. I need someone who's lifted trophies. And, not See, it. and I think we need somebody who's Agreed. young because we have an old team and we need new blood and new styles Maybe of play right. and we need somebody willing to play the youth. We have a ridiculous amount of talent. We have a ton of great players out on loan doing absolutely nothing for us. And we're continuing to go to the well with the same people over and over and over again. And that is like this, you know, cycle of what the 10 top tier coaches in Europe that all pretty much do things exactly the same way. And they cycle around the 10 different clubs. Like you were just saying with your little connect the dot to Chelsea thing, 
you know, there's only so many top tier coaches in the world and there's only so many UEFA Champions League teams. Correct. Yep. So I think it's time to burn it down. I think it's time to burn it down. I agree. And as soon as we're done with this, I will get on the phone and call Todd and say, hey, just give Tottenham wants Nagelsmann. You don't I, need him. I don't, I don't disagree with you. Tottenham, it, it's. It would it's be a good fit for you. It's it interesting be. to me because what I would call my modern era of watching English football, Tottenham has, has been in the conversation God fucking every year. And it's it does blow my mind. I think it was maybe three or four yeah. seasons ago that Tottenham, maybe five years ago, that Tottenham led for what? More than half of You're the season. You're a good team, and it makes no sense that there's no trophies. So this is what I'm saying. In a short, in a short and, way. And yeah. We need some we need some sort of kick in the you know what to get us over that hump. I have a very angry split scar from the Madrid final in 1919 in uh, 2019 staring at me right now that, you know, if Lucas Mora was going to lay down what he laid down in the court in the semis to get us there, how we blow it in the second half of that match. I'm just, you know, mm, it's irksome, but that's literally the definition of Spursy because that is what we are. That was so Spursy. This is what I tell all my non-sporting yeah. friends. Don't don't place uh, all your hopes and dreams and 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 your emotional well-being on 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 sports because it, it's nothing but heartbreak <laughs> it you, it or elation and there's no middle ground. There's none. You're up or you're, it can make you're you, down. You can't be it casual. Can make you, so sad. you just can't you be can't casual. be. Uh, you're up or you're down. And right now, Atlanta's kind of up. I mean, the team. I did think we're up. Well. Overall. I think we are. Up. I think we have to be up. I this feel is up. this. This was a tie that felt like a win. Up. I feel up. I think the I, team. I'm up. Uh, I think the team did well overall. It, I mean, look, it's difficult. It's difficult for players to um, to adjust to to new pitch dimensions. Um, it's not difficult to get yourself adjusted though. That is very easy to do. I warned you, Jennifer, that there would be terrible there segment transitions come in. And no, there it is. Right. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't even a dad joke. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, no, no. Though Those usually come from me. The The segues, the bad puns even, usually come from him. If you can't tell, gotcha. we're talking about Mason Mill Chiropractic and how everybody needs to go there. Phone number is 404-321-0082. You know that Eva or Ashley will be on the other end of the line and get you set up with your appointment with Dr. Cohen or Dr. Sherwood or Dr. Forsey. And they're open Tuesday through Saturdays. And there are shirts there. They're still selling. We really appreciate everybody who has bought a shirt. And now they are also uh, raffling shirts off at Mason. Or you can just buy one straight away. Or um, we're raffling them off uh, as well here. Um, in fact, uh, F it. Let's give one away tonight. Um, so we need a code word. What's Jennifer, I'm going to put word? this. I'm going to put this to you because we're, we're, Kristen is banned, uh, completely banned <laughs> from from code word duty. Um, duty being the 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 appropriate word there. Um, any any word or, or or combination of words uh, you want to use uh, for tonight's this episode's code word. How about? I'm going to go with a very clear and obvious glitter. Ooh. That's very appropriate for you. Good. That's very appropriate. She, if, if you do not know Jennifer, I almost didn't recognize her when she logged on tonight. She is glitterless. Uh, she usually is just head to toe. Um, very tastefully Ooh. covered. 
England. It's, it's all about you know the the tasteful like late nineties early two thousands <laughs> rave glitter scene. Excellent. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole vibe. I don't do the whole like you know go to Coachella and like rub glitter all over my butt so everybody can see <laughs> and nobody wants to. See Who has that. time for that? Right. You, yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, it's a lot of Vaseline. It's really not comfortable. <laughs> oh man. Lord. Yes. Well, the <laughs> so you know, just the tasteful sparkle the in tasteful, tasteful sparkle. in tasteful places, and uh, available complimentary at all Footy Mob tailgates. Come find me. I will glitter. You the there you go, y'all. Get your you the fuck up. get your get your glitter yes. from Jennifer. Get your shirt from us. Um, okay. If if you're listening to this, uh, send a comment on Twitter. Instagram or email us five takes on the five stripes at gmail.com with the code word glitter and we will get you a shirt uh mediums through double XL now because we're still out of smalls. We will get more eventually, but for now we're out of smalls because apparently everybody needed a a small. Uh, that was a surprising <laughs> we, thing in the yes, order. We, I didn't that was not that was a, a a poor calculation on our part. I, I didn't think we had a whole lot of small uh fans out there but evidently we have more small apparently fans we do and we they do bought them all else. and they bought them all at masonville which is again very very cool and very very humbling that people are are interested in in listening and, and wearing apparel and that's very cool and we're I'm, I'm really happy about that and i'm really happy to give some away so come at us with the code word or just pop into mason mill maybe you can win two shirts uh go get adjusted and they've got little raffle tickets there put them in a fishbowl and yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All righty. Moving on to New York and some takes. So starting out with number one, and it's kind of the theme throughout this whole thing. I think this team is is good. Like, I think we can say that definitively now. I know a lot of football left to play. I know. But seven games in, I think we can say that this team is good. Both of the New York teams, in my opinion, are arguably our toughest matches because of the unique challenges each of those opponent offers. Absolutely. Red Bulls, because of the god-awful soccer, air quotes, that they try to play or want to play. and My air quotes are little birdies. Right. And <laughs> New York City, because of the playing on a baseball stand. field, every team in the league struggles <laughs> with both of these teams. Both of those teams struggle with each other. Personally, I think Red Bull just struggles with themselves. It's got to be a miserable experience to well, how, how play football for too. them. And yeah, just how, like, how interesting. Like fan. growing up growing right. up playing soccer in in the U.S., in yeah. Central America, in South America, in Europe even. And then you come here and you play for Red Bull and they're like, okay, everything you think you knew, forget it. Well, they do the same thing over in Germany with the Red Bull teams over there. I haven't watched the Red Bull team um, in South America, but I imagine they play Red Bull style. It's just literally we, Red Bull culture to be we played, bitches. We, yes, more or less the red bitches. Yes. Uh, we played some pretty good football, I think. We did. Against both of them without deviating too much from who we are. And then last night we managed to get the first goal whilst down a man. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be too much of a sunshine pumper. I'm really happy. With both those performances and the performances in general, Columbus aside, that's an anomaly, I think. I think we could say that now. And, um, but more importantly than just the results is I think this is the most consistent we've been in years. In in our in the first seven games, right? Because we played seven? 
Yeah. This was match week seven. You betcha. Yeah, that's what I thought. In the first seven games, uh, yeah, this is our best start pretty sure ever. It's close to 2018 anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Due but even then, if you look at the, they if don't you, even have a win yet. Oh, God. Do they have a goal yet? I think they have I a think goal they did or finally, two. Yeah, I think they did finally do that. But fucking hell. Sporting's in trouble. Sporting's I didn't even think that they were in trouble. You know, like. No, they're, they're, Charlotte, they're in. Charlotte's struggling a little bit. I, and well, that's because it's the other division, too. Like, that's part of, you no, know, that's, that's part of the issue. But like Charlotte's struggling a little bit. Toronto is, seems to always be in shambles. Miami is having a, a big problem because they don't have strikers anymore, including Joseph. But like. I didn't know sporting hadn't even won yet. God, because I just don't. They're they're care. in like trouble, like Taylor Swift trouble, 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 like Eras <laughs> tour trouble. They're in trouble, big <laughs> fucking trouble. Um, what do you think, Jennifer? Like, are you happy? You look happy. It's it's one of them. It's the it's the it's the thing where it's like I'm gonna walk around with the shit eating grin on my face with a secret that I'm not gonna tell anybody about because if I talk about it. It's not going to like happen. It's like an anti-manifestation. And exactly. You can't give yourself, my, my, my parents have an expression, you can't give yourself a Kanahura, which is like hurricane backwards. So like, you know, it's, it's kind of a Jewish philosophical thing where you don't talk about things you need to manifest because otherwise when you say them out loud, they actually happen. And that's good things and bad things. Okay. So yeah. I'm kind of scared to say wh- where I think this team is. And what I will tell you is, you know, watching them in preseason, the vibe was completely different. Like if everything out of the gate, and I don't know if that comes from the infusion of fresh blood that we had in upper management. I don't know if it comes from, oh my God, everybody's healthy. And oh, hey, look what we can do with having a consistent 11 out there every week. That's almost the same. I mean, you know, credit where credit is due. And you know, we want to talk about, you know, we talk about how bad last year was. Well, look at the experience that Caleb Wiley got. Look at the experience that Franco Ibarra got. Look at the experience and the growth that Josechu's gotten. Mm, mm, and where, yeah. those, where those players are now, had we not gone through the horrible hell that was last year, where those players had to get minutes and time and experience, would they have been able to translate it to what they're doing right now? If ever I felt I was sunshine pumping. The take of 2022 was totally worth it because look at all the good that came over it. That's the ultimate sunshine pump. I'm here for it. No, it's a fair, it's a fair take to be like, yeah, it was awful, but it seems to have contributed to well, the development. Yeah. You know and I don't, I, mean? I, I don't see anything wrong, by the way, with um, maybe not necessarily wanting to anti-manifestate something into existence, but I think it is also perfectly fine to speak about how the current state of things makes you feel because I got, there you go. And that's what I was, and that's my, that's what I've been saying. And that's what I say a lot to Glenn is that it feels fun again. Um, you know, it feels positive. It feels like it feels cohesive. uh, It feels um, gelled. uh, It feels all of the things that we have. It's like the cure. Yeah. Fun again. Okay. All the things that we've kind of been missing (laughs) since, I would say at least 2020, you know, because during the pandemic asterisk season or not, there were things that were missing there. And 21, it was missing. And 22, we were missing 17 people. 
you know and then mm. this year it finally feels like so much of that has come back together so it feels good again speaking of missing people number two we will be missing ibarra next week he finally makes it onto the takes and for the wrong reasons have um, we seen anything about appealing the red we're not going to it's a red it's a red. It's a red. It's, it's so not. Too. It was an accidental not red. It's not malicious. It's not malicious. No, it's kind of bad timing. It it's kind yeah. of bad timing, but it is dangerous, and we're not going to appeal it. It sucks that it has to be under these circumstances. He's been really quietly going about his work, in my opinion. He's been a big part of our success, and I think next week we're going to find out just how big, which it's going to happen. We're not going to appeal that red. Sosa will probably come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't They've think they've been he's wanting him be... to get more minutes anyway. I think it's you gonna had... be a combination of him and Rosetti. Yeah. Jennifer, you had a, a hockey analogy for um Ibarra and Sosa and and was what... did it have anything to do with a mullet? No. No, okay. no, but Too I bad. do I do have a mullet Too bad. to where to hockey okay. is. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Unfortunately, he doesn't have like the flashy mullet and he doesn't wear the breathe, the breathe right strips like Jeff Odgers did. Mm. But um, <laughs> I, I, I was before I got into soccer, I was a very, very big hockey fan. And my favorite hockey, my favorite hockey players are always the agitators, the grinders, yeah. the third line guys that go out and they do the dirty work. They lay the big hits. They're not afraid to take the gloves off. And what Ibarra has been doing all season is taking those gloves off, but in a very un-LGP-ish way of not getting carded Good for shout. So hmm. I, you know, think maybe this is kind of payback for six matches of getting away with quite a lot. Um, okay. yeah. or not, not I, just, I hear you, you know, but I mean, yeah. like, and, and, I, and I think Longshore had it right on the post game last night where he said that, you know, really the right call would have been yellows to both because they both came in with the same this intent and they both kind of hit yeah. each other in the exact same way. And it happened that the one player got the ball first, but it was pretty much like right at equal time. So I do feel like the red was harsh. Are you going by the numbers? Yeah. And if Drew Fisher had called anything consistently, uh, whoever it was that took out Brad Guzan would have also gotten a red call, be- red card because that was the exact same. VAR play. is. I don't like it when they re-referee stuff. Get calls right that are obviously wrong, but don't come in and change the ref's judgment. He was in a good position. See it in real time. Yeah, when you go back and look at something in super slow motion in a still photo. You're gonna think everything's a, a red, but don't you don't need well, to have your judgment changed on that. And it felt like he changed his judgment on it, not that he didn't see it and needed to see it again. And that that happens too, where the ref just doesn't have a good angle. You go and look at the monitor. Okay, oh, clearly that's endangering a, a player's safety. That's a red. That's not what happened. Right, so, and 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 the no. main thing here too the, with them not with them not wanting to appeal it is that you had you had the main decision. Uh, uh, by the ref, and you only get a certain a card. amount. Each season you only give it to Abara. He didn't give it to him anyway. And then it was, com- you know, you had a second set of eyes looking at it, saying, "You need to look at this." So two different people decided that it was worthy of a red. Uh, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, it is what it is. It, it, is it just it is, sucks. Yeah. I am, but we are going to get to see I'm how gonna, important Ibarra is now, right? Well, I'm actually really, really curious uh, to see what Santiago Sosa brings next week when, assumingly, he will take over his, you know, holding midfielder role that Ibarra has basically stolen from him with Ibarra's quality of play. And I think a lot of people 
don't remember just how young Ibarra is either. He is 21 years old. He's been with us for two right. years, but like, he's a I kid. forget that constantly Develop- because, you know, Glenn's, Glenn says all the time, oh, you know, at least so far, he's like, oh, Gabarro's come good. I'm like, didn't we just get him? But we, we did. didn't. We've had we him. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, we've had him for like two years, but we signed know. him as like, you know, this, up yep. and, you know, kind of on a waiver on a free yep. or whatever. Yep. He came in when Hosetu yep. did. And, you know, he never really got quality minutes on the pitch. And then Santi got hurt a lot. But like, we weren't really playing a style that required a holding midfielder to go in and be that nasty, right? Like it wasn't, you didn't need to clog the back of the midfield to free up the right. front well, we, four. Well, we hadn't, it we hadn't clear. in a few years. Because I do yeah. feel like we played that way in 19, 18, and 17. But we haven't. Correct. So we've years. gone back to right. that, right? Like, that's what you go back to what Nagby did. That's exactly yeah, what Nagby yeah. did. So, you know, I'll be curious to see if Santiago Sosa can bring it. Because I think if he doesn't show up this match with Ibarra sitting, uh, I think he's relegated to the bench. And I think they look to move him in July. Well, I think you're absolutely right. When, when you. When you look at the list, so at the end of last season, Glenn and I made a list of what players would, uh, what we what we kind of thought maybe which players would move, which players would stay, what they were worth, things like that. I wish I still had that list somewhere. I think I actually might. Um, and I oh think Lord. Sosa, shh, be quiet. It's okay. Let it happen. Um, I think that um, I think that Sosa was one of the ones that we said that you know me. Well, and, and he came in here. He had a lot of promise. He had that edge. He had really good ball movement. I even wear glittery earrings that have a Sosa cutout on him <laughs> because I really, really like this game. And yeah, I he has not developed, I think, the way anybody expected him to. And then over here, quietly in the corner, here comes, you know, cutie patootie tattooed arm sleeve, Franco Ibarra out of seemingly nowhere because no one ever gave him the time of day before. <laughs> And no one pays attention to holding midfielders anyway until they're gone, and you really, really miss them. All righty. Like, well, um, I think they'll do a bit of a training montage between him and I- I- Ibarra, and I think Sosa will take on some of his characteristics. He won't quite be that enforcer type. Like, you can't just change your personality overnight, but I think Sosa will be no. all right. But we will be missing that and what he's been yeah. doing. No, he was on the list of one of the people that I thought would go. I had Gudinho, uh, Almeida, Moreno, Ibarra, Franco, Hernandez, Arujo, and Cisneros. Those were all the people that I thought would go last year. Almada? Really? Well, because of his quality. You know, we thought that we uh, would lose him. We thought that. Well, we he's thought gotta, we got to go win that World Cup first before oh, we get Oh, I know, right? Out. Well, and that's what I'm saying. We're talking at the end of last season. No, we I saw you. his quality. So there you go. All right, moving on to number four, because uh, this one's probably going to take the most time, because I think this is the one I'm going to get the most pushback on. This is going to be fun. Um, I'm looking <laughs> I don't forward think to getting. So. Hey, we shall see. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting Goodman back. So Caleb can get forward. Etienne has shown a lot of skill for me, uh, based but based on 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 his form and how good Caleb has been, kind of out of nowhere too. Well, not out of nowhere, like he has been on that development track, but this season out of the been academy, out the gate on another level for him, and I think he would agree with that too. Um, he's found he. I feel like he would have found the net 
a couple of times, at least once in these last So a couple of the times that Etienne didn't, like especially that one particular breakaway, because we've seen seen Caleb make that goal and Etienne didn't. Exactly. And I'm not saying Etienne's a bad player, but I just, I I think that Caleb needs to get the start uh, next week if Gutman can go. That it's all depending on if Gutman can go and he doesn't have to cover for him. Well, I think tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, I think next week is a great game for that uh, against Toronto. I think that if, um, because now that it's been two weeks um, with Caleb back there, I would like to see it go exactly back the way that we had it. Go Caleb back in the start and Etienne as the, as the sub uh, and see if Caleb can rotate back forward and come right back into form. Jennifer has it's a good, it's a good test. That, she has a good case. I'm going to, I'm going to respectfully dis, dis, disagree here. And I think this is like, and, and this coming from somebody who really likes Gutman's game. I love the energy he brings. I love the little edge he brings. He is not scared to go anywhere that he needs Pick to that go. Up from the Red Bulls. Um, that, you know, look, you got to beat him at their own. Yeah, Evidently. I and I think this, yeah. And I think these last two matches were great evidence of us being able to like actually play with the big boys in the East because it takes that to win in this conference. And anyhow, back to the whole Etienne montage thing. Uh, I don't think Gutman gets on the pitch as a starter until, unless he does something like really insane in training. Uh, Number one, because I think Gonzo really wants to try to maintain as much consistency in the lineup as possible. And uh, number two, because Caleb Wiley's natural position is a back, Mm -hmm. not a winger. And Mm -hmm. his defense, his defense, he made some, a couple of really ridiculous clearances, Um, his throw-ins, you know, that's something that you don't necessarily get from Gutman on the pitch. And we need the offense up front. And that front four with Etienne, Aruju, Almada, and mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, and Gigi. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't mm-hmm. even like pronounce his name anymore. Um, Boom Yakamakis. Yeah, Boom Yakamakis, that guy. Um, you know, they need time in game in game state to build chemistry, to be what I think That's we've fair. all seen, like the potential that they that they have to be. And I think at this point in time with the depth that we have and with the quality that we have, that I think a lot of people didn't expect us to have with our reserve squad, you're going to have to earn your minutes. So, and and here's, you here's why minutes. I think that's a pretty good case and why I could, I could easily agree with it too, is wait, 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 did I change not, your mind? <laughs> this is the, well, the, the, I have the change a your mind. I have a question when we get segment. to this. Yeah. I have a question but, after Glenn's done. Cause I, but if, yeah, it, here's why I think it's not necessarily change my mind, but it's, it's, I'm never going to take like a unmovable position or point on anything. If I can't, the only way I'm actually going to like take a firm stance on anything is if I can't make a good argument against it. So I'm not firm on this because I I think you can make a good argument against it because the fact is you're right. Caleb's natural position, hundred percent. You're correct. If he hadn't started the way he had, but he's still doing the work and defensively. Right. But he hadn't scored three, four goals. We're probably not having this conversation. Right. It's just that he's happened to start off really hot and he has and the goals he's put in. That's why I'm thinking that. But you're 100 percent right. Long term, what's going to work better? Consistency that Gonzo wants. It's not like Caleb being left back has been terrible. It hasn't. And he might want to go with Caleb. 
Caleb was only getting the start at wing because Etienne was That's not one hundred percent right, and he only and kept going because he didn't, exactly. Yeah. So then once. Yep. Mm-hmm. We had an opening for Etienne to stop to start. Okay, cool. We'll slot, 100%. you know, we'll slot Wiley back in his natural position and we'll put Etienne up front. So now where do you put Gutman? I don't know because Lennon's been playing great. Wiley's been playing great. Who were you sitting to get Gutman back on the pitch? That's why he's got to win it. And so here's my question. I'm going to yes, pose the young my- lady down in front. Go yes. Ahead. Oh, oh, me. Meow. Meow, 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 meow. So, <laughs> so in the first couple of games, we were talking uh, specifically about Caleb playing up front as a winger and and that being that oh we got Etienne you know whatever and we were talking about okay I think it was even maybe the first game because I was very um extreme <laughs> very I was extremely hesitant having a what is he 18 now yes okay uh I was I was extremely yeah. hesitant having an 18 year old in a starting position considering last year one of the reasons why we had to play Caleb Wiley was because we were so uh, we were so uh, you know taken down by injuries and we just we had to put people in different places is that why he earned his first place you know earned his starting position what have you so what are the one of the questions that I posed was what would you rather have experience or the the wiliness of Caleb Wiley because he did score what three goals in the first couple of matches he was very spry during spring you know during the spring and everything like that so now let me pose that again would you rather have experience in Andrew Gutman at the back or Caleb Wiley in the back knowing that that's his you know regular position or would you rather play Caleb Wiley up front and have Etienne back on the bench so you've got three potential positions and three potential people does Caleb Wiley deserve to start just based on what he's done so far? Or do you yes. think that he has to fight for either position in training? I don't think, I don't think Wiley has to fight at all. I think Wiley is starting right now. And Where? I think the debate is, do you left back? I think you start, I think you start him at left yeah. back. And then I think, I think then you figure out whoever's got the hot hand, that's who goes up front in the Mm. winger. And then you can rotate them around as you need to. And, you know, but you're worried about consistency. So, so at some point, if, if Gutman's going to stay out and you want to stay consistent, do you start Caleb up front or in the back? Is, is Etienne our go-to winger or are we more worried about bringing Caleb up and keeping him there? You know what I'm saying? I think, I think Etienne, Etienne was signed to be the winger I in that position. Right. Wiley is going to get, you know, Wiley is getting called up to national team camps. We declined the one he got called up to for the U.S. He will get camp. called up for the World Cup. He will. We'll get called up for, you know, yep. Gold Cup or whatever. We have a lot of, you know, schedule congestion coming up with Open Cup U20 play starting. U-20 World Cup's and- coming up. He's going to get called for that. He's going to. Yeah, so I I don't think it's a bad thing to have him getting experience in both positions and being able to plug and play as we need to. But ultimately, I think it's got to be Etienne up front because he was a free agent signing. That is where we signed him to play. And until he gets played off the pitch, I don't think you you leave him out there. And he's got veteran experience and he's got, you know, a really good head on his shoulder and he is great in that locker room. I don't know how much of his social media I or any it. of the, like, the signing or whatever. He's absolutely phenomenal in the room. He is a great character guy. And those character guys are what we have been missing for the last three years. I agree. I, I was happy to have him. I was, I, I thought it was a great signing. I, I really did. I hope he comes. I hope he finds a goal or two soon. I think he, he does kind of need that. 
he had a goal. I know. That was I know. It wasn't he off. No, it wasn't off. Like, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I do. It wasn't off. He deserved it. And no, I, I know. Um, legitimate goals as they are, but no, I do. I think he, right. I think that um that'll be huge for him. Um, but we we did. We signed him for a reason. So I agree with you. Um, I was really happy to see Caleb getting those goals when he did. And that doesn't mean him playing as a back that he still can't move forward when opportunities uh present themselves. So um my daughter's volleyball coach. My daughter, when my daughter was playing club volleyball, that my daughter's first volleyball coach, she she asked at the end of the season, "What can I do? What can I do to get on the court more, to get more playing time?" And this woman's play response anywhere. to my daughter was, "Play anywhere, learn everything." Bingo. And I think that, and I think that's what Wiley is doing, and that's what Gonzo is doing for Wiley, which hey, ultimately in, coach. in his yeah, right in his future career is going to serve him well if he can Great. go you know, to Europe or he can go to the national team and someone goes down and he can step up because he's got this history of being plugged in everywhere. Great. Like he has been, it's a very marketable skill set to have. All right. Wrapping up with number five, which kind of, uh, we've kind of touched on it al- already. Uh, basically the whole thing is everybody is just being the best version of themselves. Maybe they are already their best versions, or maybe they have come good like Ibarra, like Hosetu is 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 better. Even Machop Chol, limited minutes. He played for the twos tonight as well. He's and a great by sub. The way, He's a great Machop, sub. Good on Machop Chol, getting some minutes last night, and then sticking around New York and playing with the twos tonight. They did get beat 2 He looked absolutely fantastic when he went in for our review. I, yeah, I, I and, and, then, and during Red Bulls, too. He wasted time like nobody can. That was great. I think he's a great he 80, was, 80 minute sub. I, I hate to say that a, about the guy, I but I mean, he's more than great. a time waster. He looks to be more of a threat than he has. He's in, leggy. In the past. God well, yeah, damn. There's also he that. Was, he is 90% leg. Holy shit. Um, but but we, we, we have a long. So many people to balls. It was unreal. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and it was creating chances out of those. Yes. That's what. Yes. You know, when you're a daddy long legs running around <laughs> and you're down a man, that is exactly what you need is like, let me just step right over. It's amazing. And it's for what it's worth, the down a man thing at Yankee Stadium is a little bit different than being a down a man on normal size pitches. The youth pitch, it actually almost makes it kind of a little bit easier in some ways because totally agree. you do create a little more space for yourself and space is at a premium on that damn postage stamp. But hundred percent agree with everything you were saying, regardless of the size of the pitch. Yeah. The main with, difference, with, the main difference between playing with 10 men, you know, 10 physical players moving around than nine is about five yards of space. Give or take that however you want, but it's literally that it's five yards on a, like put your arms out side to side and that's about it. It's 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 one way or the other, whether it's good or it's bad. I think it worked to our advantage. I, I think it was a great match. I, I I it it was another one of those um uh draws that feels like a win. Did we lapse a little bit on yeah. that goal? Maybe if you look at the way that we're stacked. Yeah, whatever. It's also but it's a all that was a great goal. That was a great it's goal a for him. It was a great shot. It was like a it was but a bad we shot. had an amazing goal too. You look at you look at yes. Yorgos's goal. It's a fantastic header. He's he's a big beastly body in the box that is is just awesome to have. 
And man, he can muscle a guy off the ball. I love it. I'm I'm here for it. I'm really happy. Look, with we've the way got a long right now. Got a long way to go. Yeah, so it's a long season. But for me, yeah. right now, right now, based on this, the what, what we've seen, it's small sample size, but we feel more balanced. Would you call more it more cohesive size? than maybe at any point in our history? I'm not saying like it's kind of silly to compare. Yeah, that years was a anyhow, big. That was a big say when you said that. But I was like. Like two thousand, good. I, I, we're capable of winning trophies. This team is capable of winning trophies better than two thousand eighteen. I, so. I, I don't know. It does feel more composed, more balanced. It, it feels early. more together. I know it's early, but no. But I think I'm saying I like it. In, I'm saying we'll see. Let's see. Let's seven let's... games in. We can say we're pretty good, and Sporting is not. Like two goals, by the way. Is, seven I checked. games is enough to know they've if had two goals gonna... in seven. Wow. Sporting, like, it's enough to say if you're going to be all right or if you're in crisis. We're all right. (laughs) It's enough to say if you're going to be all right or if you're sporting. So y'all like, y'all like the little five word match reviews, right? Yes. And uh, this is, this is, this is the one I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drop here. Everything old is new again. Hmm. Because I have like, and I, and I said this like match day one after watching preseason and whatnot, like I was standing at the Capo stand and changing, you know, changing out my flagpole because my flagpole broke and um, I'm standing there talking to Reggie and I'm like, Reggie, this feels like old times. Mm-hmm. Walked into the tailgate. It feels like old times, like all the really good energy, all the fun things that we did. It's, it's fun all again. back. Like yeah. it feels like it's back. It's fun to watch. You know, no, watching Jersey and New York on a tiny pitch is not, you know, the most fun soccer ever, but I was entertained. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I'm not bored to tears yeah. watching them pass the ball over and over and over again and do absolutely And have it amount to nothing. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're pushing, they're pushing yeah. it forward. They're creating chances. Yeah. They're sending it to Vine City <laughs> half the time, but everybody sends the ball to well, Vine City. One of City. the things that I've been saying for the last, at least the last two seasons, especially since we've been doing this podcast is I don't see our way forward and I, and I see it now. Yeah, I do. I see it now. They finally made the moves and I see our way forward. I see what they're trying to do to carry us through from game to game and from match to match and from minute to minute. And I do, I see the way forward now. And that is really encouraging. They remember who they are again. They had forgotten for a long time. We, they mm-hmm. remember. Shoot, we were forget. We were all forgetting. We were all lo- we, we were starting to lose it. Reminder. We were all starting yep. to forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels like yeah. good times are back. I like that five order. That's good. Everything mm-hmm. old is new again. <laughs> I really like that. All right, y'all. Well, thank you very much for for uh, putting up with another fifty minutes of uh, of us. Yep. Toronto next <laughs> week. We should be. We should be pretty good. I think we should be good. I hate Toronto. I know. Everybody yeah. Can't. It's Everybody another one of those teams. Toronto. It's another one of those teams that. <laughs> for some reason or other we have struggled against but we seem to be doing well this year with teams we have struggled against and that right there in and of itself is a positive way forward long may that continue all right y'all we will be back next week for uh toronto probably uh same time because it's another saturday fixture, so we'll be back here sunday and maybe jennifer will join us again we hope or maybe she will have been drowning in wine. We'll see. All right, y'all. We'll be back next week. Until then, y'all be good. We will be back. Meow. Yeah.